Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars. And this week, whatever happened to Daihatsu? I've got a bone to pick with you as it happens. Okay. Hot sort. Okay. Um, a couple right. of weeks ago on social media, you suddenly described Tommy Lee Jones as a fast-talking stroker mm. and gave it as the reason why you, you haven't seen Men in Black until this year. And no, I, I haven't. Like, haven't. Who doesn't like Tommy Lee Jones? Me. But I can't stand him. What? He's the worst part of Under Siege. Oh, come on. No, he's a complete. I, 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 I really he irritates me hugely as an actor. I don't know what he's like in really? real life. He's probably right. not irritating. I, I, no, you so see, I, 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 he's one of those people I sort of go. I don't know. He might. He feels like he might be a bit grumpy in real life, but maybe not. Maybe he's really nice. Um, no, he talks too fast. It irritates me. I don't think he does talk too. Fast. I mean, what about No Country for Old Men? That's a great film. Actually, yeah, okay, that one was a good one. <laughs> so this is what you do. You start feeding in the ammunition. Oh, my no, not, weak arguments are already just, crumbling at the I don't scene. think I've ever met anyone who doesn't like Tommy Lee Jones before. No, so. I don't like him very much at okay, all, well, unfortunately. You know, as is your um, right. Who, who don't you like? Oh, we see, I have a bit of a problem with Nick Cage. I find him irritating. Nicholas Cage, yeah. I mean, the thing about Nicholas Cage is when he was younger, I think he looked a lot like my cousin Richard, who's a lovely guy and who I don't see often enough. Oh. Um, so it used to remind me of my cousin. I used to think, oh, maybe when uh, when he was younger, did I used to play table tennis in Nicholas Cage's back garden and then play action men? <laughs> and then I realised, no, I probably didn't. And that would be creepy because I think Nicholas is older than me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, yeah. He's. I th- I'd say he's quite yeah. a bit older than you. And um, does he still? He used to live in this country, didn't he? Um, he did. He lived in Bath for a while. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Is he one of those guys that's been mar- been married like more than four times? Oh, almost. Is he one of them? Almost certainly. Um, well, Such complicated life paperwork. Yeah. It really is, isn't just it? Just couldn't deal with it. I don't know. Um, I don't want to offend any <laughs> listeners, but I feel like if you are getting married for the third time, I don't think it's right that you should marry. Yeah, maybe just I try it on tried for, it once, for a few it didn't years. Work. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You tried it second and it hasn't worked. I think the hint is just don't do it. All right, just, here we just go. Just have life, life companionship. Nicholas Cage has been married for five times. Four or five. five they, I was right. So it is. It's more than three. His most recent marriage, which let's presume it's still going, it was only this year, <laughs> February the sixteenth, twenty twenty-one. Cage married for the fifth time to his Japanese girlfriend Riko Shibata. So, really, he got yeah. married in 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 a, in a pandemic situation. Riko Shibata. Do, 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 do. Uh, what does Nicolas Cage drive on a daily basis? Ooh. Assuming he let's, I don't know. He'd have an English car if he's still got a house in Bath. I yeah. I well, no, I don't because Bath's did, terrible for driving because it's quite narrow and yeah. bad for parking. But you, you, 
You see, I thought he maybe lived over here because he had some tax problems. Oh, there was, a, there was definitely a snafu. He had a financial snafu. And, and he had to run away for a bit. Well, I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I, it's not recorded here. Uh, I'm just... I, I if if Nick, Nicholas, if you're listening, um, mm. I watched Gone in 60 Seconds at the cinema when it came out, and I, was, um, I loved it. I've got to say, I pr- probably... Um, uh, I'm going to say uh, uh, Angelina Jolie talking about carburettors on a Ferrari was a bit more of a turn on than you sort of singing about a, a Mustang with a faux body kit but uh, I did enjoy that film immensely I also enjoyed Face Off it's probably your best film only because it's so out there yeah it's it's a magnificently it's just, it's, silly film isn't it it's peak, it's peak 90s madness when it comes to films um, and uh, enjoyed that very much. I've fact, just I've, that now. Uh, I've just found a story on the Bath Chronicle, which is of course you know the, the leading source of news from the Bath slash Bath area. Um, the headline is Hollywood megastar and former Bath resident Nicholas Cage surprises staff at pet shop. Pet shop. Pet shop. It doesn't say whether it's like surprise. It sounds like he sort of leapt out from. Behind Don't tell me he bought a cage. dog cage. Please don't tell me. He's Nicholas no stranger to the southwest, but that didn't stop staff being stunned when Hollywood megastar Nicolas Cage dropped into their pet shop. The 53-year-old happily posed for pictures with workers at Not Just Pets in Froome, Somerset. But staff are well, staying else? tight-lipped about what the kick-ass face-off national treasure and Con Air actor bought during his short visit. That's it, Con Air. Right. Con Air. Right. Can we do a much more consumer-friendly film called Air Con? Where it's Nicholas Cage, who's obviously because he's, he's he's five times married and the money's getting a little bit thin in places. Mm. Nicholas Cage does a hard hitting consumer documentary about the ways you can preserve, the ways in which you can look after air conditioning units, where to buy. Um, if there's anything you can do that's DIY, reputable people who service them in both cars and and, and buildings. Yeah. Maybe it's some Nicholas advice Cage about how in to use air the, con. The, the thermostatic controls in a car. Oh, yeah. Don't turn it down, man. Just leave it at the temperature you want it. That's um, right. D- now, he doesn't... people who get in it on a hot day and they think it's got to be down to 15. And we've had this conversation before. Yeah. It's like, if it's 30 today, which it is, 30, 31 Celsius, you don't need it at 16. Because at 20, it's going to feel quite cool. Hmm. It's fine. So bear that in mind. I don't need to step into a fridge. Uh, according right. to this news story, uh, Cage does not live in Bath anymore. But he did turn on the Bath Christmas lights in 2009. So, did he? Um, so let's say he doesn't live in the UK anymore. He's back in the US. Now, I think, and one of the things I find slightly annoying about his acting is he does that sort of crazy eyes thing a lot. But I think that maybe he has that in real life as well. He's slightly zany slash unhinged so I think he might have one of those really powerful challengers a hellcat or a red eye version or something in, in, not, but in America in America well I mean it'd be yeah, even yeah, more yeah. mad if he had it in the UK wouldn't it if he is in fact he's disregarded the narrow Georgian lanes of Bath uh, being a, a nightmare <laughs> and he's got a very wide very powerful American car it would be yeah, with um, with a with a with a race clutch manual, would be quite hardcore, wouldn't it? All those hill starts, all those difficult manoeuvres into pen display car parts. What, what are those? Cage. What are those really, really awful racing clutches? That's like a switch, basically. That I mean, awful as in they're terrible to use on the road with any degree yeah, of subtlety. They just want to go. Yeah, 
They just so want to go. slight hill start away from some traffic lights. He's got a stick, three or four thousand revs on that thing. Oh, it'd be chirping. And then, the back, boom, back and then, yeah, chirping. chirping. And then, yes, then, then it starts to snap sideways, and he's got to control that. But, it's, yeah, it's just a nightmare. Oh, man. I would have, I, um, I'd have just got a, just, I don't know, go and get a, a Kia Brian Picanto or something, Nick, if you still live in Bath. You need a small car. And I know where the Kia actually, garage is in Bath because it's near my friend's house. Oh, really? Yeah, you could put a good word in and... Um Funny enough, there's a there's a there's a there's like a water park kind of uh, caravan park very close to where I live, where mm. they do um, water sports and stuff as well. And I drop my kids off um, there to do some to do some paddleboarding and windsurfing and stuff. And I noticed one of the caravans that's immaculate and got lots of trinkets outside in the garden. You know the ones, wind mm. chimes. There's a little sign saying "Gone fishing," etc. Yeah. Um, two flawless brand new Kia Picantos same colour two the same colour they've got the same number plate bar one digit at the end (laughs) and I realised and I looked at them (laughs) are they exactly the same and then I realised one of them is slightly higher spec one of them's like a GTS or something oh so, so it's got a slightly deeper body kit with a like a lime green line through it. Yes, yes, I've seen. And so those. I'm wondering, and I think dual exhaust and one of them single exhaust. It's like someone's gone and bought a pair of Picantos that are with the same number plate, and one of them's ever so slightly higher spec. Who gets the higher spec one? Assuming there are a couple, yeah. who gets it? Who gets the high one? Oh, I don't need rear electric windows, do they Malcolm. What would I want with those? I never have it on the back. Don't be silly. It's a or waste of they, money. Did they buy them by accident? <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? What, like, did they just accident? buy? They thought they were buying two of the same car, and they've accidentally got an upgrade. A bit like when you're a regular flyer on a plane, someone's gone, "Oh, do you want business class?" Go well, okay. I mean, I'm not bothered either way, but yeah, I'll take it. So, someone at Kia's just gone. Uh, look, we haven't actually got another one of those, but we can get that one for tomorrow. And look, you're a good customer. You. You're one of those fools that buys a brand new car every two years. So do you want do you want it? And he's like, yeah, okay. Or a Kia and, selling uh, cars by weight now. And they went anywhere. Now we'd like one of those oh, well, Sorrentos like that we heard about. We don't have any Sorrentos at the moment. Would you like two Picantos? Oh, okay. Yeah, can I have sixteen hundred kilos of Picanto? <laughs> sixteen hundred kilos have... of Kia, please. <laughs> yes, and uh, go. Well, that's that coming a bit heavy, love. Is that all right? It's about seventeen fifty. Yeah, that'll be fine. Why, why, where's the fifty come from? Well, one of them is slightly higher spec. You see. Um, that would be great. We, you're going to have to add a bit of weight. This one's a bit light because yeah. for the same price, I can give you 60 more kilos. Oh, could you give me three sets of mats? Yes, I yeah. can do that. What about a dog liner for the boot? Yeah, that's quite a heavy, thick gauge rubber. Yeah. Put Some that one in. Roof bars, that'd be all right. Well, oh, roof bars. There, yeah. there's a, there used to be a house near me. Well, still is a house near me, but they've changed cars now. But for a while, they had two identical Honda Accord estates, both in silver. Oh. Like absolutely identical, except the red one was newer, one was a year or soon newer but you remember the the really hearse like accord estate with the very flat back do you remember those yeah i'm very very keen on those cars yes i love the this i never drove the estate the saloon one was a lovely car to drive peak sort of honda just pleasantness um good really nicely made but um yeah they had two of those and i just thought it was like how how did this happen it's like, oh I, I love your accord estate i really do is someone dropping a hint about what they want for christmas have to see what the uh, honda fairy brings you uh, might be a silver accord wagon like mine <laughs> 
It's exactly the same. I just don't understand it. I think, it's weird, I think it's just, oh, I love your car. Well, let's get another one then. Is it old school days of company cars where you'd have the company car oh. for three years and you fell in love with it? So you're oh. like, I'm going to buy it. I'm just going to buy it off the company. And you buy it. And then a, maybe a year or two passes when your other car might need upgrading. And you think, John, we've really enjoyed that. You know, since, since Basil bought the Accord, we just love it. It does everything. So they go to the dealer. The dealer's offering maybe serious good price and you're just like yeah bollocks i'll buy the same car absolutely does anybody else out there any other listeners who know of families or neighbors or people you drive past the drives of and they've got the same cars i've seen it there's something else i've seen around our neck of the woods and i can't remember what it is now that where i've gone ah identical almost identical cars strange unless they're career criminals they could be career criminals where they don't know why they need a doppelganger car. I mean, I suppose don't they? company car-wise, I hadn't thought about this, but you're right. What if actually it's a couple who both work for the same company and their sort of standard car for sales reps or whatever is an Accord Estate or was? So yep. they've both just got their company cars and that's it just happens that they, you know, maybe they met that's, at work and now they're that's a right. together. Maybe they met and they both already had the cars and now they've moved in together. And that's how the cars end up on the drive together. Great idea. Who knows? Um, great, good. Talking of talking of doppelgangers. Yeah. It was you, or was it? It was a listener that sent a, or a, or a viewer of the, of the of some of the podcasty stuff that sent in that picture of my doppelganger. Very, oh, you know, very creepy circumstances. The um, yes. Um, it, and where, where did it come from? Did it come from? Was it a comment on on YouTube? No, or was it? It was an email. It was an email because um, to the Smith and Sniff post box. F- yes. Uh, so we, uh, as people probably know, we did those videos uh, at the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Uh, what was that? Two or three weeks ago. Uh, they're on YouTube, by the way. Go to Goodwood Road and Racing's YouTube channel, and they've they've clipped out our um, packages, as people sometimes say in television. Um, and there's four of them where we just wander around stuff. And as some people pointed out, I, I, I wander around like an exasperated dad dragging a child around a supermarket. But um, <laughs> it's because they told My me that, that, that we could brilliant. do no longer than 10 minutes per video. And there were about 100 cars in each section to talk about. So I got a clip on. But And then at the end, they went, oh, I mean, you could have done 15 minutes if you wanted. Like, well, okay. Yeah, and there's <laughs> me just like looking daggers at you like, yeah, I just wanted to stop and talk more about that. Lotus Carlton seat or whatever. Um, so anyway, we someone watched one of our uh, videos from YouTube. A chap called George Molyneux. I hope I pronounced your name right, George. Um, and he noticed, he sent us a screen grab um, where it's when we're in the supercar paddock. And, That's and, right. And basically, it's, it's a screen grab of you side on talking to me, but behind you, it looks like there's you <laughs> in the it's, crowd. I've got to say, it's a you, bit weird. these screen grabs were forwarded to me, and I it's creeped me out. It's like the photographs, that, the, the old photographs where you take a family photo and then there's great-great-great-great-grandfather, like Gerald, in the background. You go, hang on, he's been dead for 80 years. What's he doing in the family photo? It's just one of those. It's like, like He does look like... Or he, he either looks like me... Or he looks a little bit like um, a kind of taller Chris Harris, I would say. Yeah, but what's also because this chap is standing sort of underneath one of the awnings that the cars lived under in that paddock. 
the shadow makes it look like he's sort of wearing a brown smock with a kind of diagonal two-tone effect on it. Oh, he's 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 a ghost then. So, well, no, it's sort of like they'd wear on a on a space station in Star Trek or something like that. <laughs> Which leads me to think that he's you from the future, and you've come back in time to warn yourself about something. But then you've noticed that past you which is current you for us, is doing a piece to camera and it would be unprofessional to interrupt you. And then they've presumably said in his ear, no, you need to come back in time now, forward in time. You've only, you only, you only got five minutes. And he's like, but, but he's still it's, doing it, a piece to on. camera. I've got to warn him. Well, you it's, can't. There's no time. Get back in the portal and he's gone. Hang on. Is it like Terminator where you, you send John Connor back <laughs> or in order to tell your your future self like or past self don't mm. don't make that decision or do do that make decision because it's going to have a huge impact on the world is somebody am i sending myself back to say johnny you've got to stop <laughs> making videos and talking about cars it's going to end destructively yeah or was he just saying keep doing what you do johnny it's going all right and yeah look should, i've got this brown two-tone smock now off. With the with the late break show slash Smith and Sniff fortune, so just carry on doing exactly what you're doing. Got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. Like a Back to the Future scenario. It's a bit a, a bit weird. You didn't you didn't actually talk to yourself though. I assume it was a time constraint. I didn't even see them. Maybe I can't see them because it's me. Oh, you can't see yourself. I didn't. I can't see myself. We'll have to put these pictures up so people know what the hell we'll, we're talking about. Yeah, we'll stick them. We'll stick them on the on the Patreon. What is weird is that that that, that it's it, the the sort of the later grabs you do really. There are some of them where you really do look like you, and it's well because it's you, um, and and you've travelled through time. It's the only explanation. Um, Someone said if when I wear my orange jacket in other videos, I I can look like a sort of a a, a scrawnier, more polite version of Drake. Scrawny and more polite. <laughs> Although Drake's not that I impolite. Don't, go, don't look at Drake and go, oh, he's so rude. What a rude Well, Canadian because he's, bastard. you know, well, because he's, he's a rapper, he probably talks about how much intercourse might happen in a nightclub and all that stuff, because that's just modern rap. Mm, but maybe. I, I tend not to talk about stuff like that. It's Although maybe rare. I do on the Smith and Stiff podcast. I do, well,. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched one of your videos and you've gone, now this week it's an incredible barn find of something well, a little bit unusual. But first, you wouldn't believe how many bitches and hoes I've nailed recently. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a feature I've noticed. Um, yeah, yeah. Doing, we weren't going to do um, listeners' messages particularly, but since you've brought up you from the future, um, and thank you, George, for, for sending that in, is a bit weird. I, I didn't notice this guy either, so it's like I can't see future you either. It's, it's very odd. Um, uh, a chap called Kieran Chalice uh, sent us a message about car washing. Um, okay. Which I think is right up your street. He said, I think Johnny and I might agree on this one, but I've always felt you never truly know a car until you wash it. There's something about running soapy mitts over every inch of a car that means you know it in ways that no 1,000-mile road trip could ever hope to achieve. I find you see things when washing that you don't notice when just inspecting a car. I'm That's so convinced right. of this, I've even considered asking would-be sellers of cars if they would mind me washing it as part of the inspection process. Oh, Obviously, oh, this would make me look like a total lunatic, so I haven't actually done it. And I thought, I read this and I yes. thought, You're, you'll agree with this, won't you, completely? I mean, I do too, but have you ever thought about asking a car seller to wash it? 
I don't know about that, but I have, and this sounds seedy, but it isn't. I have run my fingers over the bodywork a lot, and I crouch and look down the lines of a car, like down the door lines mm. and the um, and the rear quarters, especially, to just look and see if I can pick out um, a, a bad paint match or body repair. But you've got uh, a, a hawk eye for paint. So I've, I'm I have always got a hawk impressed by your ability to, to just looking at some car and you'll just go, it's had paint. And I, yeah. I haven't spotted a thing. And you're like, look down there, look, a bit orange peel, just th- below the rubbing strip. It's because I, because I started off my journalism journey um, with old cars and modified cars. One of the things that you always look out for is if somebody tells you it hasn't been restored, you you want to see if it has or not. And also, buying old cars, you buy on condition every time. You don't unless it's got a significant history. You just buy it on what you're looking at. And um, and but I think and bad paint is worth is 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 worse than having a tired car, honest tired car. So I'm in the in my head. I'm always like, oh, when someone goes, yeah, I've, I've had it freshly painted. You're like, oh gosh, here we go. It's going to be yeah, awful. By who and how? Yeah, and that's why if there's an advert where somebody says car's been freshly repainted, like nobody freshly repaints a car and then instantly puts it up for sale, typically. Because why would you? You've just spent quite a lot of money, and also there's no ex- there's no quick way around a good paint job. Again, what you are paying for is elbow grease and amazing prep. Mm-hmm. If you're not prepared to do that or pay for that, you won't get a good paint job unless you're going to do it yourself, of course. So yeah, I'm I'm an absolute hawkeye for paint, and it's a shame because I know all of the imperfections of my own cars, and they annoy me <laughs> probably more than anyone that will ever see my own cars, mm-hmm. especially my my never been seen by anyone in public Chevrolet. But um, yeah, it's just I don't know, it's just one of those things. Um, there's a there's a Honda Jazz parks near my house, and yeah. some minor scuffage must have occurred to the back bumper. I vaguely know the bloke who owns it, actually, but I've never asked him about this because I don't know him that well. Um, But he attempted a rattle can respray on the back bumper, and it was... Oh, ghetto ghetto repairs. Yeah, awful. So then he's had another go, and... He keeps having another go. I'm, I'm fascinated by the progress <laughs> on this. Like he obviously every so often it just annoys him enough that he gets out there with some sandpaper or something and tries to sort of just take it down oh, again no. and then redo it. It's just, it's like you know that thing about the fourth rail bridge. They get to one end and then they start painting back in the other direction. Yeah. It's like it's, this this Civic this uh, Jazz back bumper is like the fourth rail bridge of car parts, except he's doing a really shit job of painting it every time, and then has to go it, back and redo it. It's extraordinary. It's like some buildings or houses in seaside towns where, because it's a seaside town, the weathering and the erosion on things is harder. Mm. But I've noticed it's people that just paint stuff religiously and they don't ever prep. So you're just putting extra (laughs) layers on top of a thing that's already a bit crumbly. You know what I mean? It's like it's like just putting makeup on your face every day without removing the old makeup. You just go, hang on. I have done this, but I'm not proud of myself. That that thinking, I'll just paint over what's there. It'll be fine. And it never is, is it? It's just No, it's fine for about two weeks. And then it just looks like you've hurriedly splattered loads of fresh paint. Also, like my dad said, you're just totally wasting paint. Paint's not cheap. It's not. So to just throw it over an unprepped surface is... An unprepped surface? It's sinful. An unprepped surface. Oh, absolutely ridiculous. Unprepped surface. Ridic- unprepped surface. It is, it's terrible. Um... 
Well, anyway, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank whoever my doppelganger is. I will find you. I have special skills that allow me to um, hunt you down. And when I do find you, I'm going to probably just talk to you. <laughs> and I'm going to. F- I, I, I'm. My bet is that you are Middle Eastern, and that you were visiting Goodwood just for like a week's two weeks holiday. And well, that means the, that you'll never find him because he's gone back. And to- you might. Another country is harder to find. Yeah. Not that it's easy. Poss- oh, it's really easy to find someone in Britain. You just keep walking around until you bump into them. But you know, and possibly you won't. Possibly you won't. Um, you won't be able to speak English, and I won't be able to speak your native tongue. So, but we'll see. We'll but, see what we can do. But you'll be united by the feeling of looking in a mirror when you're not. What if his name is like <laughs> Sonny Smith as well? If it's really spooky, he's he is just you oh. from another dimension. If he's more successful than me, I will be really pleased because I think, oh yeah, Johnny, it's so nice to meet you. Have you seen my YouTube channel, The Break Late Show? It has over four billion subscribers. You'd be like, oh, (laughs) yes. Every new supercar gets offered to me first. Really? Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'd like it if he he is a, a a very friendly, highly successful man. Maybe we could just chat about stuff. And if he's got the same hobbies as me, then I'm I'm out. I'm well. I'm he was scared. at the Goodwood Festival of Speed, so I think it's safe to assume he's slightly interested in cars. But who? who I knows? used to be. I know I've said this before. Certainly, when my days of when I was on Max Power and things, apparently I I I have that kind of face where I look like a lot of other people. Mostly when I had hair, admittedly, when I had oh. black hair. See, I've got a, but, a, a mate of mine who I used to work with. Um, he's called Alex in the office he was known as International Al because he could travel to almost any country in the world and we'd see a guy who looked like him it was really extraordinary yeah well that <laughs> was made me. an amazing I, secret agent if I ever went on holiday to somewhere like uh, Portugal um, somewhere like uh, Morocco I would get spoken to in the native language ah and then I'd have to do that embarrassing thing of going, I just don't, I'm really sorry, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know what you're saying. That used to happen to another friend of mine in, in some countries. He had very dark hair. He's actually, his parents are Irish, but he had sort of very, very dark black hair. And if he was in Spain or Portugal or France, he'd just get people coming up to him talking in their native language. And he doesn't speak any of those languages but he's also very good at talking with his hands and shrugging uh, so sometimes you'd see him and he would be sort of engaged in conversation with a bloke in a market square and he'd be like what were you talking about and he'd go I have no idea I just kind of shrugged and pulled faces for a bit and then walked off I know I feel if anyone else has got an international face <laughs> I, I, it, it's, it's very useful it's very useful, but it's also it can be a hindrance. Um, so I always used to when I when I when I did have when I was younger, my sort of early twenties. I think that was peak international because I could I could probably walk through a ghetto and no one would no one would bother me, and I sure as hell wouldn't bother anybody. IFS so, where, international face syndrome. Yeah, I think I, I definitely was an IFS, um, but I would some. Unfortunately, I would sometimes stray a little bit towards possibly looking like a terrorist because I used to get stopped at airports and searched very thoroughly. Um, really? And yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> I was with a photographer once where, and I had um, a camo bag. I, uh, uh, the bag I was carrying on this job was a camo bag, and I just um, shaved my head for charity. <laughs> 
and I said to him, I said, I'm going to be, I'm going to be longer than you going through security. He went, oh, I don't think so. I've got all my camera equipment. I went, okay, watch this. <laughs> and, and, I, and, and as we were walking through, as we were walking through, I counted down really quietly next time. I was going, okay, here we go. Eight, seven, six, five. And these two fully armed guards just partly walked over to me and they said, can we just, and pointed to the, I don't know, a door in the corner. And I went, yeah, yeah, no problem. And he just looked at me and laughed like I'd organized it. <laughs> and it was true. <laughs> I think they were really disappointed. The unzipped a camo bag, and all they saw was like some shit Bermuda shorts and um, a, a free wash kit from Audi Sport. Yeah, Spots. but you know, I, I thought you were going to say, well, is there a problem, officer? Just uh, I always travel with my alarm clock and tall red candle collection. I don't see what the problem would be. <laughs> Yeah, I love a really a, a really audible cuckoo clock. Yeah, one of those ones where you pull all the pine cones and what, things. This this kitchen egg timer, I carry it everywhere with me. I just use it to to monitor progress through airport yeah, security. Well, I know I, I hard boil eggs in um, in in hotel rooms. I put them in the kettle and then I just set a timer. I also hard boil uh, egg from a kettle. I mean, like a lot of people, I uh, I then flavour the eggs with. Um, this sugar and weed killer. I don't. I don't see an issue there, officer. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, anyway, um, I uh, what else was I going to talk to you about? Well, anyway, thank you, thank you to um, Kieran for the car washing thing, and to uh, George for the mysterious pictures of Johnny's doppelganger that. Maybe we'll never get to the bottom. But yeah, I'm, I'm, now I'm really, terrifying. really hoping that he runs like Iran's biggest car YouTube channel or something, and he's he's like a. But maybe style. we could do some car swaps if he is in Iran. I desperately want a one of the 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 Hillman Avengers that they made out there. There's a bit of a Hillman Avenger following out. I think it's in Tehran and, and Iran. Um, so I'd say, I'd, by all means, do they make event, in Avengers in Iran? Yeah, Did for they? years. Oh, yeah, years. Yeah, I thought, years. I thought they just I, made the Hunter. No, they made the AVR as well, the Avenger, and wow. um, there's a few members of that they, they modify them. I've seen some pictures. In fact, there's a guy on Instagram who's got a really nice, like, yellow Avenger in, in Iran. I'm sure it's Iran. Mm. And it's lowered on sort of Wolf Ray slot mags, but not quite. And it looks the law. Yeah. Love it. Good. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I've, uh, we, we've had a Patreon message from somebody called Glenn. Glenn? And I think it's because we were, you know, we were the, uh, a few podcasts ago. We were talking about Renault Megane R26s mm. and how much we love them. Um, he said, I've got a Megane R26 with 203,000 miles on it. The previous owner bought it almost new and used it to commute over 60 miles a day for 12 years. And it's held up surprisingly well. That is a very uh, unexpected um, commute car, I would say. Depends where you commute. Intense, if you, intense if you, commute. Yeah, but if it's you've got to commute across country and it's nice roads, I mean, yeah, why not? That'd That's be... brilliant. Well, firstly, Glenn, thank you for being a patron to the Smith and Sniff podcast. Secondly, I love the fact you've got an extremely leggy R twenty six. I go as far as to say, when you decide to get rid of it, assuming it's not completely frigged, <laughs> give me a shout. I might be interested. Or if my wife's listening, I'm definitely not interested. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Oh, it was your birthday, I think, wasn't it? When we were all meeting you. And 
on yeah. the way to meet us, you'd taken a call in the car on the hands-free oh. from a bloke who was selling you a car, but your wife was in the car too. So when you arrived, the atmosphere between the pair of you was slightly frosty. frosty. It was. It was a little frosty. Yeah, a little frosty. I actually can't remember what car that was. What car was that? I'm not going oh, to say in case under the I bridge. give away some stuff that I shouldn't. Um, no, it's water under the bridge. It's absolutely fine. Hmm. Um, on that side of things, definitely uh, not not bought anything then this week or anything like that. No, 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 not not bought a vehicle for some time. Mm. Not bought. I, I feel less of a person because of it. Um, I think my the next step is I need to, and this is not very Smith and Sniffy really, but I need to go on a course um, for time management <laughs> and um, organisation. And I don't know if they exist. They probably call them workshops now. Yeah. Uh, I need to do that. I think that would really help me. And then ultimately, if if I'm wiser with my time and my efforts, I can. I'm thinking that could be a conduit to more cars. That's my, oh, I see. my thinking. If I'm better with my time and I'm more focused with my the, the important things, I might be able to just saddle up more shitters for the Don't, barn. It's an interesting logic, but I'm not going to disagree with it. I'm, I, I mean, I think your wife might, but. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, I mean, I think I it's a great idea. No, no, I'm not saying or it's I not. Just, I'm not I saying just work not out a way to monetize my vehicles a bit more, okay. be clever with my business and all that. Have you ever thought about doing, like, amassing cars to um, rent out to TV shows? Yeah, I've got a friend of mine that does it. Oh, have you? And uh, yeah, yeah, he does do it. And he does it because um, he f- he fell into it by accident when his core business, which is like a um, um, a wedding, a vintage wedding car business, like a proper vintage car, not mm. one of those pretend ones that's Cruella <laughs> Deville Pinto engine glass fiber shite. It's got mini <laughs> doors. Yeah, yeah, you Was know that, that the horrible bloody stopwatch beeping. Then, by the way, yeah, oh yeah, it's I've still got it on the desk. How many weeks? 
has oh, this thing been tormenting you for weeks i actually do you know what was annoying is when we went down to goodwood and we filmed uh, so we recorded the podcast together at the caravan in the field mm. i brought the stop stopwatch down in my bag to give to you and i thought we could do a what stopwatch um amnesty where you give me yours and i give you mine well we haven't like, mentioned totally this on forgot. the show have we the the like when was it just before we went to goodwood yeah a, a stopwatch just showed up in our kitchen my wife went yeah, out. Not, one not day. my kitchen, Richard's in kitchen. My, yeah, in my kitchen. I came downstairs. My wife had just gone out. I came downstairs, and then there was a stopwatch on the workshop. And I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. Where's this come from? And then I sat down at the kitchen table to have some lunch, and the little fucker started beeping. And all yeah. afternoon, it just kept beeping. And I couldn't figure out. Same problem. Couldn't figure out why it was doing it. It was, it was inexplicable to me. It turns out the stopwatch. My, my wife had decided to take a bag she hadn't used for a while and she was clearing out what was left at the bottom of it and the stopwatch was in there because people making TV often have stopwatches for timing reasons and it was an old TV <laughs> stopwatch but I made her take it and take it away because it was irritating oh, you, you, do you not have it anymore? no because it was driving me nuts do you know what I brought to Goodwood though that I forgot to give you was the um was my broken think, strap Casio digital watch? Oh, we could see. We could have done an amnesty. Yeah, where, but I don't uh, want your stopwatch. You wanted my digital watch. I'll send it to you. I do want your digital watch, but you don't want my. Well, I've got. Yeah, just so everyone knows, it's here. It, unfortunately, it doesn't have a name. It's a no-name eighties <laughs> PE teacher stopwatch. But here's here it is. Just so everyone knows, I'm going to do a start, then a stop, then a reset. Ready? Did you hear that? It's clicky. Is it? Did it bleep? Hang on, I've no, got earphones. Hang just, on, really? It just clicked. Oh, there it did. It bleeps once, but the click is almost drowning out the bleep a little bit. Oh gosh, I've just, I've just changed. I so think I've just gone and set an alarm really hurriedly. <laughs> <and I don't. laughs> so please bleep every ten minutes from now on. Extra loud setting. It's the hourly. Would you like um, the hourly chime because that reminds you of your childhood? No, I uh, I don't I haven't got that. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I can't bring myself to get rid of it. So I've just left it up here, and it does bleep every hour, mm. um, and then it also bleeps in between the hours. But I don't know why. So it's just a complete mystery. I am definitely going to hide it in something in my wife's car. I'm going to put it. <laughs> going to just put it somewhere secret, and she'll just go. This is because she will get irate about that really quickly. Oh, that reminds me. Now I'll never find this. Uh... I'm sure in an, oh that's annoying because I was going to say I'm I, I going to try and find this but we had a, do you remember a few weeks ago after we did that show where you accidentally gave away the name of uh, someone you weren't supposed to read out from a <laughs> from, yes from a, a uh, um, so amateur I'm sorry listener's email and so I bleeped it rather badly in post-production and I probably left the bleep a little bit too loud yes so I got a, I got a message from a listener I, I found the message but I can't find the person's name so I apologise because um, but they said I managed to ditch the family and come home early from Anglesey in my new Yaris. got in the car and started listening to the podcast 40 minutes in tearing through traffic my car starts making a loud beep noise WTF <laughs> no warning lights more beeping noises muted the podcast and pulled in panic read the handbook nothing to note about a beeping noise on to Toyota Assist they don't know but advise not to drive and they'll send the RAC out while what? waiting I carried on listening dot 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 and then he realised that it was in fact our ham-fisted was- beeps on the um, 
on the podcast. It we was were... me mentioning the name of a don't, a, don't, don't, an don't, artist that no, I can't. Don't, don't, because it was a, 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 weirdly a pain in the ass to put bleeps on them. You think it'd be the easiest thing in the world, but for no, I reasons, can imagine it was quite hard. So I'm technical ineptitude. I couldn't do it anyway. Yeah, um, what were we saying? Oh, yeah. Do so we... your beeping stopwatch is not a beep if you're driving a. GIRS or indeed any car it's okay it's just the stopwatch which will haunt this podcast forever um no oh so I was going to say about yeah starting a company that um loans out cars to tv and film production because I've thought yeah, about yeah, that yeah. before and I've thought yeah. that's a that's a good business to be in but then I just feel like you'd need someone on board who's mechanically able to keep the things going and that is not me yeah the company that myself. my the my the company my friend uses is very reputable, and the cars are picked up from his house on a trailer. They're taken away. If there's someone that needs to chaperone them, because the, rather than them just being static, mm. there's either a, a specialist that uh, he's he trusts, or he'll they'll pay him to hang around on set. He does a lot of stuff for Endeavor. Actually, his cars okay. appear on Endeavor a lot. Yeah, yeah. But he but he said the market's really good for <clears throat> mundane. Um, 80s and 90s cars well this is what i was thinking if the tant in particularly it, good condition not they don't no, want immaculate stuff this is what drives me nuts though sometimes so i'll go okay so this drama is set in 1969 so let's populate a street entirely with very shiny cars from 1969 and you go that's not what streets look like in 1969 there would be i know cars rotted more quickly but that's so you have a have a sort of a rotty old morris from 1964 in the background that's yeah. more realistic. Or, 50, or a 50s car being kind of... Well, yeah, because I remember just once... running on a shoestring. I remember finding a box of old photos that had come from God knows where, my grandfather, I think, that at one point just had a, a, a street scene from a street he lived on. Uh, and it was black and white, and I guess it was from the 50s. But in the back of shot, there was some spindly old sort of pre-war thing. <laughs> and I remember being really shocked by it and then thinking, actually, no... Someone looks after a car and doesn't use it very much. Even an old car would last if you wanted it to. And particularly if you had that wartime mentality still, that you, you make do and mend, you don't throw things away just because you want a new one. You, you care for stuff. Then, of course, there'd be old cars on streets in, yeah. in mend bygone and make do times. Spec. So, yep. yeah, that's the one thing I was like, right, OK, when's it set? 1988 okay i've got an 83 maestro it's got scabby arches i'm sending it over you know that's the kind of detail yeah, you yeah, should yeah. have yeah that's in... that and that's it well there's our but smith makes... sniff cars but we only have slightly shabby shit that's a you know well i'm gonna try and convince um some well-heeled people to like say start filling up um a, a decent barn or a warehouse with average cars from 30 years ago um just to just as a stockpile. That's what I want to do. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. That's, I guess, that's like you say, base model chod, as some people refer to it as. It's yeah, all about I'm the not, chod. I'm not a massive fan of that chod thing because I think it's also, I think there's a danger we've fallen down this hole of thinking that all kind of normal cars from the last 40 or 50 years have some great merit and fascination to them. Yes. That's been brought by rarity, but not, in fact, by any actual worth. Like, a Mark IV Escort is still a shit car. It yeah. was shit in its day. It's, it's sort of interesting now because you don't see them around, but it's only interesting to see one as you might, if you, you know, if you saw one, you might take a photo of it if it was in good nick. Yeah. 
But you shouldn't aspire to own it because it was just a mediocre car and there's far better. I kind of, I do see people on car Twitter sometimes going, oh, really fancy this. And it's like a fucking Toyota Carina or something. And you go, Nissan Sunny Estate. Yeah, do you really? What would you do with it? It's rare, but nobody cares. That's it's my exactly that. My yeah. favourite term. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, we've we've had an interesting email uh, a while ago from a chap called Alan. Um, Alan says your latest podcast, which obviously wasn't the latest one because I'm <laughs> reading this out about three weeks late. Um, seeing a late model Toyota Land Cruiser driving recently through Maidstone. Mm. In Kent, with wedding tape on the bonnet, complete with a blushing bride on board. And this was on Valentine's Day in 2020, with trade plates on. How much would a day's insurance have cost to have just insured it on someone's special wedding day? Bit tight, in my opinion. (laughs) Great podcast. Cheers, Alan. It's got a very good point. Turning up to a wedding in the wedding car with trade plates on looks like something hurriedly has been... um, rearranged would you say i'm gonna say the actual wedding car fell apart yeah and and the guy that runs the wedding car company has a land cruiser probably with a sizable trailer for getting stuff shifted quick but all the spare wedding cars were out and he was like oh no all i've got is like my un spec land cruiser <laughs> and the, and, the, and and the bride's dad was like if you don't get her here for three like i'm going to tear your business a new one she's like yeah right get her there just get her there ops oh, i forgot to insure the land cruiser <laughs> oh well bollocks that is amazing. Yeah. Some people, because this was something brought up a few weeks ago, wasn't it? I, I wasn't sure about the legality of uh, having passengers in a um, car on trade plates. Uh, and a yes. few people could get in touch and say it's it, it's not that straightforward. You can have passengers in it, but you're not allowed to um, earn money from the car, so you couldn't run a taxi on trade plates was one of the stipulations. Okay, but, so this car on trade plates doing a wedding wouldn't have been a wedding car business then. Oh, the plot thickens. Well, it could have been, because they could have been oh. breaking the lure. But I don't know. Of course. Of course. Um, breaking so, the law. Breaking the know. law. Oh, so what I was, go- what I was going to... Um, I was going to bring up this week is I, I fell down another sort of internet hole the other day and found myself on the Daihatsu Japan website. Well, that is a hole. Because well, Daihatsu withdrew from the UK a few years ago, didn't they? But basically, the exchange rate... Coupled with the fact they just make small, fairly cheap cars, meant it was, it was yes. uneconomic to carry on importing to the UK. So, um, so they don't, but they are still quite a successful car company, and they have quite a big presence yep. in Japan. Um, and so, I ended up on their website and, and you know, sort of auto translated it because I was like, what? Basically, it was like, what are what are Daihatsu up to these days? How are they getting on? Because I liked quite a few Daihatsus. I liked the old Sherrard, that sort of wedgie-shaped one. I just thought it was a really amusing little car. I I always liked the Daihatsu. Um, what was the Siri? Not the Sirion. Um, what was the what was the Kia Soul looking thing again? Oh, the, I keep wanting um, to say Selector, but it wasn't. Oh gosh, it'll come <laughs> to me in a minute. But it was really um, good. It's really cool. I liked it. it. Yeah, what was it called? A mucus box or something? It was. Um, I, it was something to do with a Madonna song. St- Let stereo, me look it up. It's, it's materia. 
Material, living in a material world. Material world. There you go, Daihatsu material. <laughs> really unbelievable stream. And of I am a material girl. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're living. Yes, the, that was yeah, actually that. That was a sort of deceptively all right car, wasn't it? Like it was quite nice to drive. It had quite a bit of room in it. It felt very yeah. well made. They weren't that expensive. Oh, they're not worth anything now. But yet they're good. Are they not? No, they're not worth anything. Oh, in fact, you know what? I'll get my really audible keyboard out and and do a quick search. It's fine. It's it's sort of your keyboard's so audible. It sounds like we're just playing in a sound effect CD to denote it does, that you're searching for something on the internet. It's like <laughs> we might as well play in like a typewriter noise or something. Um, uh, okay, so they made them from two thousand and nine to two thousand and eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, yeah, yeah, five door, one point five only. They were launched. Oh, they were launched in two thousand and seven. Um, and they've been on sale. It's, it's oh, it's been on sale in Japan. The badge is a Toyota, or in the US as a Scion. What struck me about those cars is they seemed like they sat very low to the ground. Yes, they look like um, a an autonomous vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I always thought, and I quite like I like that about them. They do though, don't they? Do you know what they I mean? Do. That's exactly what they look like. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, bloody hell, I've just found one in Norfolk for uh, £1,195. Really? It's a, a, a good one in for two grand. There's an, a one in Norfolk for 11 Yeah, like they're not worth very much money. But I, oh, yeah, that would, you know, the one in Norfolk looks all right. Oh, but but they're going to do a live car buying. But they're Daihatsu's, aren't they? So I'd imagine they'd be pretty reliable. I can't. You know. This has full service, main dealer service history, 116,000 miles, MOT until the end of summer, and a functioning air conditioning. And it's in black. Oh. I'm just, it's a 2007, so it's the first. Oh my gosh, £1,100. I knew they were cheap, but I didn't realise they were that cheap. There you go. Material in a material world. And they've got a really good central, weird binnacle, which mm. has se- semicircular revs overlaid or. or or slightly overlapped with the rev counter, which I quite liked because I'm down with that. And they've done a picture of the back seat. Uh, hang on, I've got to zoom in because just to check that I'm not lying. Hang on. <laughs> the picture of the back seat in the classified ad has the the, the lid of a cooking pot what? and two adjustable spanners. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing in there? I don't know. It's something like in the. They were about to go to a to a I don't know to a friend's house with a big pot of stew, but they were also I don't know adjusting the track rod ends, and they were like, "Quick, take the picture for the classified." No, no, no! I've got a cooking pot lid on the back seat and a couple of tools. Don't worry about it; no one will notice. But it's an orange lid, so it's actually I think it's a Le Creuset. What um, cooking pot lid? It's very expensive. So it's a, a, the Creuset pot cook- worth more than the car itself. It sounds. It like. probably is. That pot's probably worth a thou. Yeah. Um, well, it's a good challenge to um, listeners. Uh, strangest things you've seen in car classified ad pictures. Oh my gosh, I've seen loads. The worst one is where people take pictures of like alloy wheels for the, to show that all four are not curbed, and yeah. one of them um, was so reflective that the person's naked who's taking the picture. What? Yeah, yeah. So you just see a guy with his penis out. <laughs> Jesus. And you just think, I'm looking at an alloy wheel, but the reflection is of a pretty much a naturist. Really. Um, Bell Yes, exactly. Exactly. 
Well, some headlights, headlight, headlights, headlines of the um, current Daihatsu range in Japan is that they they make something called the Myra Tokot, <laughs> which is just is because the Myra is ooh, sort of the, the charade. I guess the Myra so, was the tiny a, little thing. Well, there's a Myra the, which looks quite modern and sort of slightly wedgy, but then the Tokot is very much sort of retro, flat bonnet. Um, Tokot. Yeah, it's odd. Uh, they also make something called a cast and something called a taft, which is like a sort of crossovery thing that actually looks quite cool. But it's got taft, a kind of T-A-F-T. Very strange names. Um, the taft has a sort of Jeep Renegade vibe going on, but, but cooler. Oh. They still make the move. And there's the move I love the custom. Move. I can't figure out. It's got a different front end on it. And then this is right up your street. The move canvas, which they've clearly got some kind of... Shooting for a sort of... VW bully sort of look because it's oh, two tone, two tone, lower pastel over white under white top and a sort of smileyish face and in comically small wheels and a sliding back door. Oh, I'm in, I'm in. So up your street. I love a bit of strange K box and They're it's just a K brilliant. car. Yeah, there's also a. <laughs> they make a model called the Boon. Which I presume is like a tribute to Michael Elphick, I hope. <laughs> the upholstery has images of Neil Morrissey on it, but the boon is... is, is uh, the is, man is, riding a shit Norton motorbike yeah. around gloomy England. <laughs> did, he, what, did he ride a... What, what was, was it? it? I like think it was a Norton Commando or something. Did he not have a BSA? I can't remember. Did, did Neil oh, Morrissey might, have a BSA? I never watched Boone. You I didn't? the adverts. No. Oh, my God. I loved Boone because... Wasn't it crap though? No. Well, I mean, I haven't watched it for years. I bet it's still on UK Gold, isn't it? But no, because my dad used to love it because it had old motorbikes in it, and he's a big old motorbike fan. And um, so, oh. yeah, we used to watch we used to watch Boone when it was on, I've, and I always thought it was I've, quite good. Boone. I've just well, of course, I've just um, googled what did Boone ride, and mm. sure enough, you were right. It was a BSA Lightning. Ah. Uh. Yeah, there we go. Um, I'm looking at this. Um, I'm pretty sure it was, unless I've this got Materia that wrong. advert that you've sent me. Yeah, and is it not? It's actually a rather sort of good brown colour. This one, isn't it? It's not black. If you look, is it? It's oh, isn't more it? Like, I think it's like a sort of cherry, cherry brownie sort of colour. I see there is a fucking Le Creuset lid on the back seat. There, there is, isn't there? <laughs> but, I mean, I can't. I don't understand. You know how car magazines traditionally, when they're doing the shots of the boot of a car, they'd put an umbrella or something in it to give you a sense of scale. It looks like a shit version of that. They've gone, oh, people won't know how big the back seat is. I'll tell you what, chuck a Le Creuset with two adjustable spanners in. Everyone knows how big they are. It's weird. It, it is an odd... I don't know how I've two seconds just to move them and put them outside of the car. But, what, a Le Creuset, but also, you know what? If you were going to do car, de- like, car buying detective work... You'd look at that and go, hang on, does this mean the owner of the car has Le Creuset pans? Which means they don't skimp on on housewares, homewares, Mm. which means there is a chance that they look after their car because they like quality goods. Maybe. Or it's the other way around. They spend loads of money on household objects. They just buy a Daihatsu every five years and just trash it. I don't know. Well, it's, I mean, it's... it's, uh, It looks in great condition. 14 years old. But it's a dealer. It's, not it's a, a dealer who can't be, and it's a grand, Rich. But there's it's some, a grand. What's in the? There's there's a lot of forensics to go through here on the pictures because there's a there's um uh, looks like some gum in the cup holder, but weird gum. And then the radio is tuned to Kiss. 
That's the valeters. Uh, That's valeting radio. Are they valeting the car with the, <laughs> the Crusade pan and some adjustables? I, I don't know. The Le, Cru- the Le Crusade was found under a seat, and the the person who took the car they took the car in as a trade in probably went. Yeah, oh, I've got to give that pan back to the lady because she probably it's probably Mary Berry. What are we talking about? Mary Berry probably had a Daihatsu Materia. I don't trust this dealer. Don't you? I don't well, because they're not removing. I'm. I'm not, not going to say their name. the objects before. Well, the, the not image. removing the objects is immediately a bit. But no, it's the fact that when you scroll down to their opening hours, they list themselves as being open from 1 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day. There's a lack of attention to detail there. Or the kiss is a clue. They're mad ravers and they're just of all hours. I want the dealer but. to contact us, and or we won't we won't badmouth them if they give me the car for 200 pounds. <laughs> And then we'll, we'll good mouth them, which is the opposite to bad mouth, I presume, yeah, but nobody ever says it, it. No one ever says it, but they should. Good mouthing. So. Yeah. Rich was out the other day. He was good mouthing my YouTube channel. What an yeah. absolute hero. I bumped into an old colleague of yours the other day. He was really good mouthing you. Yeah, good, good mouth. Actually, good it sounds mouth. a little bit sexual, doesn't it? Good, good mouth. Mouthing. See, again, now I've got a competence question. I'm looking at this dealer's other cars and. <laughs> <laughs> what have you found? 2015 uh, Vauxhall Corsa van. The pictures upside down. Oh no! All the pictures are upside down. Oh my god! Get your act together. Actually, there's a picture of the instruments, and because they're upside down, they look rather racy because it looks like they run anti-clockwise. But um, no, sort your shit out, unnamed car dealer. Going back because I love this and I do want to buy it. But going back to um, Daihatsu, I was at the Tokyo Motor Show when they and I was stood right at the front of the Daihatsu stand this was uh, when was this probably three or four years ago now Daihatsu had not pulled out of the UK by this point and I didn't realise that as I was looking at a Daihatsu van of some sort I think it was a move Uh. you know like a, a little people carrier at the point where suddenly the live stage show started, but I didn't know there was going to be one. I just happened to be on the stand admiring a bit of K narrowness. And it turned into a full um, West End musical involving all of the Daihatsu vehicles with a guy and his girlfriend following them through their life yeah. There was loads of really. Fl- I think I took some video of it. I had a. I had a phone. I'm pretty because I was so shocked at what I was witnessing. <laughs> it was amazing. Everything from like running away together, buying them flowers. There was some jumping through double sliding doors, K vehicles with some. <laughs> um, uh, with honestly, uh, yeah, re- a choreographed dance moves, a bit of a Mardi Gras. And of course, Daihatsu don't make loads of models, but no. this went on. I swear, this went on for twenty minutes, which in show live show terms, car show terms, is a long time. Yeah, that's like that's a car TV advert that goes on for two minutes. It would, it's a long time. Yeah, uh, I felt um, awkward because I was right at the front, and some of the actors kept uh, making eye contact with me. Uh, yeah, I, cu- I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave. I was too tall to leave. Um, there's only two. Uh, there's only two materials on Auto Trader. One of them is fourteen hundred and ninety-five pounds. It's, it's not as nice a colour, but I don't know whether this was factory or they've just put a different tailgate on. It's got a black tailgate, but the rest of the car is a kind of bluey grey. Um, but it actually looks quite good. It oh. looks like some of those. If anyone knows those late old shaped Defenders, they did the Adventure Edition, which could have been bright orange, but it always had a black tailgate. And it looked really cool. Um, it's uh, it's like that. But anyway, fourteen hundred and ninety-five pounds, and it's got. Uh, all you'd need really 
materials all around to this I podcast think. buy a materia just to put me out of my misery and, yeah. and actually while I was uh, while I, I was admiring the sort of the K narrowness of the boxy cars that we do both appreciate the Japanese K style there is a um, there is a company who are German but the, the vehicle it's, it's brand new and I, I don't think it's come out yet but it, there's, there's, they've shown lots of renders called the X-Bus just X-B-U-S and um, it's a modular little light vehicle that can either be a bus, tipper truck, box van, pickup, station wagon type thing. And it's electric and it looks incredible. I really, really like it, but I don't know if it really exists yet. It's mm-hmm. one of those. But they've got a registered UK office and I'm going to yep. feel like I'm going to drive one soon. I, I really want to drive one. Have a look. Uh, tridentxbus.co.uk. Or just type in Xbus into Google, the, all good purveyors of internet, and um, it'll probably send you there, won't it? Right. Well, we've um, covered a lot of topics today, and tried to extort a Daihatsu Materia out of a Norfolk-based car dealer for two hundred pounds. So it's been a pretty fruitful hour or so. Uh, Would you say I'll buy it for the asking up. price, but I want the Lucraso and I want the um, Ratchet Spanners because they're probably worth a few quid. Yeah. Could be a good deal breaker, actually. That would be that would be the that would be the the way you you you'd haggle. Mm. I want the pan lid. Pan. <laughs> Is this a euphemism? No. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, three things to tell you before we leave. One of them is Johnny has a solo YouTube channel called The Late Break Show, and there is also The Late Break Show Live, which is happening this Saturday, the seventh of August. Bums, yes. In Kent. Um, so if you want to come along, go to The Late Break Show website latebreakshow.com and um buy a ticket yeah uh, yeah we have to you have to buy a ticket in order to go it's a pre-sell thing you can't just turn up on the gate and i know that most men are disorganized and a lot of men might listen to this podcast but yeah it'd be great it's first first ever event one day uh 12 midday to 8 p.m but we've got rich coming i'm coming it could be fun it could be terrible but hopefully not and there'll be a selection of machinery it's not going to be a huge show for our first one we're we're sticking our toe in the water to see how it works but it would be lovely for you guys to come and support it Mm. so uh, So hopefully yeah see you on saturday yeah on that side of things (laughs) uh two i've got various books out you probably know what they are by now but if you could buy one of them that'd be tremendous um and can you make up a name of one of your books walking backwards to ipswich That's an Ed Sheeran song, if ever. One, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, uh, what's the third thing I've got to say? Oh, um, Hanging on the Telephone by Blondie is actually a cover version. It's originally performed by The Nerves. Oh, I didn't know that. You're good. Anyway, there we go. Um, well, that's that for this. Uh, we will see you for the podcast uh, same time next week. Hopefully, uh, we'll see some listeners uh, on Saturday for uh, the Late Break Show live and um, in the meantime if you want to drop us a line uh, hello at smithandsniff.com and thank you very much for listening goodbye goodbye and thank you and this is Smith and Sniff a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and this week whatever happened to do their fucking bollocks Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.